0: Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal Word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your hosts, Jeff and Lonnie Jenkins.
1: Hello, friends. Lonnie on this side. And Jeff on this side. uh, Glad to be with you again here at Global Answers. Um, We've had some incredible questions uh, over the months, and uh, one of them is, is, does God uh, use prophets today? We know that there's apostles, prophets, teachers, and evangelists, but does God use prophets today? And of course, the answer to that is, yes, he does. And so, we want to go into this element of uh, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors. We want to touch on, particularly, the prophet. Uh, Minor prophets, major prophets, terms perhaps you've used before. Uh, We want to find out what uh, the role of a prophet is, are there true prophets? And then are there false prophets? And we know that Jesus uh, was asked uh, the question, what shall be the sign of thy coming and the time of the end? Mm-hmm. And in that question, uh, Jesus responded initially. Right off the bat, he says, be sure that no man deceive you. So Jesus went forward There, perhaps, they were sitting around uh, in Jerusalem somewhere around a fire eating fish. And Jesus was asked, what shall be the time of the end? And Jesus went forward, perhaps by vision, we don't know. And he realized and he saw very clearly that the time of the end, men, there would be a state of confusion. And that there'd be many rising up and calling themselves anointed and leaders and prophets. So Jesus said, just before I return, there'll be a lot of ones that, are calling themselves Christs. And we notice, Brother Lonnie, that's not Jesus's, is it? It's
2: No, not Jesus's at all. If somebody were to come rising up saying, I'm Jesus, you'd uh, expect a white robe and a staff maybe and things like that, but it's false Christ, false anointed ones. And for our uh, viewing audience that has watched these things before, you know that we've gone into the, the subject of false Christ, false anointed ones in the last days. But it's such an important subject that we may Touch back on that a little bit further along, but right now our focus is going to be on prophets. We've spoke to you ab- before about prophets, but again, because God has used that office so mightily in this last day, we want to go through some scriptures with you and principles with you on on prophets. So Jeff has a lot to say on that subject today. So we'll just listen to him for a while.
1: Jesus says, "Take heed that no man." deceive you, after he's asked about that question. And then verse 23 of chapter 24, we're in Matthew. If any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or here is an anointed one, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, he looks forward to our day, he said, if it were possible, it could deceive the very elect. Now, let's ask ourselves the question, how could this man or these men deceive the very elect? It's because they have genuine signs and wonders, genuine miracles. Um, maybe perhaps they have genuine visions or genuine dreams. And then a lot of times we'll see a person like that, an individual like that, will say, well, but Brother Jeff, how could he be false? He told me something and it came to pass. And, and shouldn't I reverence that? Shouldn't I respect that? Well, What we're going to find out is, is that The one thing a true prophet can't do, and that is that he can't deceive you. He can't lead you to other gods, the Bible's gonna show us. He can't lead you astray. A true prophet cannot be deceived, nor can he deceive. A a false prophet can have a gift, can dream a dream, can have visions, but what makes him false is not that the gift is false, but that he as a person has ulterior motives, selfish motives. So we want to watch now in the scriptures. Now you say, but Brother Jeff, why are we talking about prophets in the 21st century? Weren't prophets something that took place in the Old Testament? And are we promised promised prophets in the last day, in our day, in the 21st century? And the answer is yes, we are promised prophets in our day. And Jesus already said we're going to have false prophets in our day. Well, then... Would that stand to reason also that we'll have true prophets in our day? Now, look at the scripture here in Deuteronomy with me, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give thee a sign or a wonder. Okay, he's a prophet. He can give signs, wonders, dreams, visions, and the sign or the wonder come to pass. Wherever he spoke unto thee, saying, let us go after other gods." So he has the signs, he has the wonders, but he's leading you away from God's word, the Bible. The Bible says, thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God, listen to this now, the Lord is proving you to see whether you'll follow the sign or the wonder, the sensations and the emotions, or follow the word of God. Let me interject. Yes.
2: you've, You've conveyed two thoughts now that I want to try and put the two together. All right, great. One of them is you said that this prophet yeah. that you read about right, in the Bible, exactly. he's telling you things to happen, yeah. and they do, yeah. and he's showing signs and wonders, yeah. but leading them to another God. Yeah. Okay, that's the Old Testament there. Right. Now in the New Testament, it said that be careful because the truth and error will be so close hmm. it would deceive the very elect if possible. Hmm. So therefore, this prophet with an anointing is not going to try and lead me to uh, Buddha or some other God. He's he's going to be preaching in the name of Jesus. That's good. Otherwise, I'm not going to be deceived one iota. Right. So therefore, what, what he would, because God is his word. Yeah. God is his word. Then therefore, this anointed man will take me astray from the word of God, the Bible. Yep. In the name of Jesus, my. Otherwise, it wouldn't deceive. Right. And so, consequently, it's a genuine, anointed Christian Think preacher with signs and wonders, but he won't stay with the word. He'll be anointed to power, but not anointed to the word. Now, am incredible. I getting the right picture, right? Oh, yeah. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it is. That's All right.
2: Incredible. All right. You keep building for us okay. now, and well,
1: we'll. He actually, brother Lonnie, just gave me a thought, and I want to go into that thought and. Here's a question that perhaps you've asked yourself Does God really care how we believe or what we believe? He just told us, Brother Lonnie just told us that he does, that God would have, allow men that if it were possible, it would deceive the very elect, and truth and error would be so close that it would be very difficult to define between the two, so close that the true elect. Children of God, because we're going to use the term the Bible uses, Brother Lonnie, elect. Mm-hmm. It would deceive the very elect. So the God is actually proving his people, isn't he? Yes. To see if they're willing to follow the word or, or be, be by, by some motive or some objective that's not according to the word, be misled or misguided by false teachers and false preachers. The Bible says, in fact, that in the last day, people, the congregation in the synagogue or in the church, they would heap to themselves teachers because they have itching ears, don't they? Right. So they in other words, give us preachers that'll tell us what we want to hear. And God is saying, no, I want you to love my word more than anything else, more than church affiliation. Yeah. Uh, more than friendships, more than father, mother, brother, sister, the Bible says. So God wants a people that will love his word. So God allows, doesn't he? false Christs, false anointed ones, and false prophets to bring us to the point whether we are going to be able to discern between what is a true prophet and a false prophet. It's incredible. Let it so, me yeah, add here now. So, but
2: now the responsibility on the Christian has grown. Mm-hmm. It becomes more than, let's say, going to church on Wednesday and Thursday. Sure enough. Or whatever. It becomes more than that because if that's all he does in his, his Christian walk, then he could be being led astray by the very place he thinks he's being drawn closer to god which is his own church think about that because he the, the person himself is not staying true to the word My. so now the responsibility of the christian now right the christian now is right. you must get into the bible it's an individual walk the rapture the change in the body that's coming is not all Baptists or all Pentecostals or all Catholics. It's individuals who have found a walk with Jesus Christ, and Christ is the Word. So the emphasis is always back to the Word, back to the Word. Beautiful. And forgive me for interjecting. Go ahead with your 72
1: prophets. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. So God is wanting a people that will love His Word more than anything else. Now, it goes on to say here, and I want to read the rest of it to you. It says that... The Lord your God is proving you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So God allows men that are genuinely gifted to raise up and yet they are, their gift is true, but they are false, and they'll lead you to other gods. The scripture says, a lot of times, Jude says, whose god is their belly? They have an ulterior motive, their appetite. Uh, They're gonna use, utilize you to extract funds from you. Uh, we're gonna find out, too, about a, a false prophet. Usually speaking, a false prophet falls by one of three things, money, women, or popularity. Right. Now, that means that he has a genuine gift because we're going to talk about that. The reign of God falls on the just and the unjust. He's a genuine gift. But generally speaking, outwardly, the Bible says he looks like a sheep. But inwardly, he's a ravenous wolf, preying upon the sheep, preying and exploiting the weak and the defenseless. And so we see a false prophet has ulterior motives. Often, perhaps he himself doesn't even know what's motivating him. Genuinely, uh, genuinely a, prophet can, a false prophet can be deceived, and then go on and deceive now let's go back to our original thought a true prophet cannot deceive you cannot lead you to other gods he cannot do that god's hand is upon him this man is surrendered could moses lead the people to another god no
2: absolutely impossible because he, he moses himself was a fulfillment of the word yeah and so therefore he had to express the Word. God, Beautiful. The Word of God had promised him that he would come, the Deliverer would come. And he was that Deliverer, so he was the Word. So what he brought forth, God wouldn't allow him to bring forth a false word. We see on the humanity side, yeah. he had his problems right. like all of us do. Right. But on the Word side, he had thus saith the Lord. Beautiful. I remember listening to a tape one time by uh, a prophet, William yeah. Branham. yeah, And he says, if I ever tell you anything in the name of the Lord, even one time, and it doesn't come to pass, don't ever listen to me again. That's a man who's sure that God is speaking through those lips. If I ever say one thing and it doesn't come to pass, don't ever hear me again. That's
1: incredible.
2: And I think that's a good application to any uh, prophet of God, whoever you're uh, following if he claims, claims to be a prophet. Jeff.
1: Yeah, well, let's just think about this for a moment. A prophet has the ability to foretell the future. If he's a genuine prophet, it's not going to be broad generalities like we hear, unfortunately, particularly on American television today, and that is some sort of a general blessing upon America that the people of God will pray. That's exhortation. Yea, I say unto my people, if thou wilt seek my face and humble thyself, God will send a blessing upon this land. That's exhortation. That is not prophecy. Prophecy is something like, Brother Rick, get out of the, right side, get out of the uh, south side of town and tornado's gonna come through within three days and destroy your house. That's prophecy. If it comes to pass, that was, a, that was a genuine gift in operation, whether in a local body or perhaps on a larger scale as a nation like it was for Elijah or for Jeremiah or for Daniel or whatever. And so it has to be specific in nature, not these broad generalities. Now, that's a prophetic gift. A person could actually foretell about a tornado or a hurricane, that's a prophetic gift, but we're talking about a major prophet now, or a a, a prophet that maybe is sent like Elijah was to a nation, or Moses sent to a nation, to a people. Uh, Would God in our generation in the 21st century utilize a man like that that would be sent to the world, sent to the nations? And of course the answer is a powerful yes. That's why this subject matter about prophets is important. So let's move on a little bit further. Again, a true prophet cannot lead you to other gods, cannot lead you astray, all right? Now, a true prophet, though, we're going to find out, is not infallible within his humanness. If he speaks in the name of the Lord, the Bible says, it better be God or he's a false prophet. But Moses smote the rock twice. Those of you that know the Bible know that Moses got angry. He smote the rock twice instead of once. He glorified himself and did not properly characterize God in, the, in his temper. In doing so, we know that Moses was not allowed to enter into the promised land. He was saved, but Joshua was going to take him into the promised land. Moses wasn't allowed because he got out of the will of God in that one instance and smote the rock twice, showing you the measure of, uh, of, of discipline that God places upon his prophets. If you and I make a mistake... God doesn't spank us as hard as he does a prophet. God Mm -hmm. spanks prophets hard when they miss the will of God. But Moses didn't lead the people astray in doing so, but he did mischaracterize God. God spanked him. Moses repented. Now, that means that a true prophet of God can make a human mistake, but he will not lead you to other gods. But now, let me just make sure that no one is creating a license for themselves to Mm -hmm. sin because Uh, Let's just bring it home to the local church. If a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist or a Sunday school teacher falls in adultery, a pastor falls in adultery, can he just say, well, forgive me and then carry on in the ministry? I don't believe so. I believe that man, first of all, has to question whether he was ever born again, Brother Lonnie. What do you think? I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. That a man who would fall
2: in adultery, I would question his new birth. So would I. Because I think the Holy Ghost would keep him from such a thing. Yeah. For we know that when a person is born again, any person, pastor, or anyone, when, right. once they receive the new birth, it's their soul that changes. Right. And the flesh, uh, no, it's, it's never born again. Not till we get a new body will this old flesh stop bothering us. But the, the new man inside, the soul inside, it's, it's to bring our spirit, human spirit, and right. our flesh Subject to the word of God. There you go. And so the new birth is to provide us with that with that protection So if a, if a minister falls in in adultery my first question not is is the man called Because right. Gifts and colleagues are without repentance. There you go So he, he could have been birthed with a call But I, I would doubt the man's birth right so before I would want to see that man back in the pulpit again I'd like to know that he had an experience that changed his life lifted him above, above that kind of lifestyle You know what i
1: notice a lot of times is that whether it's a sinner in the world or whether it's a uh, minister of the gospel, how important it is to repent. Mm -hmm. God knows people are going to make mistakes, but can Mm -hmm. you repent? Mm -hmm. Can you not make excuses? Can you not blame somebody else, Mm -hmm. bring somebody else into the picture, and just repent and say, God, I have sinned. And then repentance goes beyond just, hey, I'm sorry. Then let's show forth fruit, meat for repentance. Let's see you sit humble, resign from the ministry if you're a preacher, uh, be a broken, contrite man who is, who is willing to say, I have failed my God, my wife, my family, my church. And I know I'm confident right now that I'm speaking to some congregations who perhaps have been wounded this way. And so that man needs to be brought into loving accountability where that, that church, he should be able to come under the discipline of the church. And that church then says, Pastor, we love you, but there's something wrong. You may have a gift that you were born with naturally, but you got to be born again. Otherwise, you wouldn't be falling in sin. And furthermore, one of the greater evidences that a man is not born again if he's not even willing to repent. Makes excuses, blows off, uh, goes to try to start another church. Something's wrong with that man's experience. Don't follow that kind of man. Again, God is trying to get a people to follow the Word. And with the Word is a character, yes. a nature. Amen. The Spirit of Christ is not an adulterous spirit. The Spirit of Christ is not an unholy spirit. The Spirit of Christ is holy. It's clean. The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. And so, it's very important that if you're, that if, if we're wanting truth, God is going to utilize things that are so close to truth. God's going to allow these things To refine your spirit, to test your spirit, to prove whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and body. Genuine prophets cannot lead you to other gods. A false prophet means that his gift may be true, but he has the ability to lead you astray. How do we know the difference between a false and a true? The Bible says, by their fruits, their nature, their life, you shall know them. One, fruit is the nature of Christ. Two, is as if he leads you to false doctrine outside of the framework of the themes of the Bible, then get away from that man. Let me uh, yeah. read
2: from the New Testament, Jeff. Uh, in the New Testament, Paul gets on this subject. He doesn't use the word prophets, but it's, it's on the same subject in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Would to God you would bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Mm-hmm. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest, by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through the subtility of, through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted mm-hmm. from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, here comes the part we wanted to read. For if he that comes preaches another Jesus, yeah. whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might bear well with him. And so that uh, there's, talk about being so close to truth and error, another Jesus, not just Jesus, but another Jesus. So so truth and error can be in there. That's why, that's why yeah. I mentioned preaching in the name of Jesus
1: and yet leading them to another Jesus. And what is interesting, Brother Lonnie, is, is that that also we find that accompanied with another Jesus was another spirit. Yes, right. So in other words, if a man preaches false doctrine, he's he is projecting another Jesus, but with that false Jesus is an anointing, isn't there?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's exactly why Eve was brought into the subject here. Hmm. Because Eve Eve was under a veil of holiness, a veil of righteousness. Innocence. Innocence. Yeah. Uh, that's the right word. Yeah. Innocence. Uh, and then... Satan, through the serpent, begins to talk to her. Mm. Now, watch the pattern. As she began to open up her thinking to his doctrine, she received the spirit of the doctrine. Oh, my. Now she's totally deceived, exactly like the Bible said. She was deceived. She didn't know that she had been seduced. She didn't know that she had received a false doctrine. She thought it was okay. Why? Because another spirit came with that doctrine. How incredible. Remember, Jesus said... The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. My. But, if, but if true words carry spirit, false words
1: carry spirits also. They sure do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, I was, when you said that, I was thinking about Jesus and he was talking to the woman at the well. And this woman at the well, uh, she was a Samaritan. And we find out that the first words Jesus speaks to her he begins to talk to her he's thirsty now here's a genuine prophet jesus was the god prophet he was the god of all prophets he was also the god prophet and he says go get me a drink and she says not customary for you being a samaritan uh, for me you being a jew to ask me a samaritan get me a drink we don't have any dealings with each other there's segregation between jews and samaritans finally he said if you knew who you were speaking to you would ask me for waters and i would give you living waters that you would never thirst again Finally, he says, go get your husband. And she says, well, I don't have one. He said, you've said the truth. You've had five, and the one you're living with now is not your husband. Then eventually, this same woman says, come see a man. She drops her water pots, runs in the town, and says, come see a man that's told me everything that I've ever done. That's a prophet. Goes back into her thoughts, tells her the thoughts and intents of her life, tells her her background, where she she got astray, everything. But Jesus' first words to the woman was, this God God seeketh such to worship Him in spirit and in truth." truth. God isn't interested in filling pews, building huge churches. If the church grows under the Word and they have to build a bigger church, that's fine. But God is wanting a people under the banner of His Word, a people that will love His Word more than popularity, more than position, more than the mayor comes to our church or some dignitary it's not politics it's a personal walk with jesus christ and god allows false vessels to rise up to test you to see if you'll follow the man how many christians do you know that have been discouraged by men that have fallen in sin absolutely discouraged i'm not going to go to i'm not going to serve god anymore because these men fell in sin or this leader fell in sin or this prophets god tests you to see if you're going to follow the man off the cliff Follow the man off into, into uh, uh, sin, or are you going to follow God? Don't get your eyes on men. Men are human. They're going to fail you. But if the man is bringing you the Word of God, the Bible says, follow that man as he follows Christ.
2: Let me interject yes. right there. Yeah. I want to be sure our audience is clear, clear on this. We say, follow the man as I, as I follow Christ. Right. And we wave the warning flag. Uh, about quote men and of course we're men and yet sure. here we are wanting people to listen to us right so right so th- the difference is The scripture says that the spirit when you receive it the Holy Spirit, right? Will you it says that you have need that no man teach you mm-hmm. But the spirit will guide you into all truth. There you go now the same Bible the same Bible yes. Also says God is placed in the church apostles prophets teachers evangelists and pastors mm-hmm. so If everybody that's going to receive the Holy Ghost says, I don't need anybody to teach me, the Spirit's going to teach me. Well, that's not balancing Scripture. Scripture must balance Scripture. So we've got apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, gifted men. There you go. That they, in turn, are gifts to the church. Good. And now here's the part that I want our audience to catch. And when God is operating through that gift, That's God speaking to you. Beautiful. And so then the spirit in you can say amen to the word of God because the spirit itself is ministering to you and the spirit that's in you is guiding you into that truth that's coming to you through God's channels. Beautiful. Now, in our particular case uh, right here, we're running short on time here, but I want to bring this out. In our particular case right here, I do basically missionary work. Well, I have all my life until recently I'm slowing down. But anyway, I do missionary work. And yet my home church is pastored by Jeff. Jeff is my son. And yet people often ask me, isn't it difficult to have your your pastor being your own son because you know all is false? (laughs) I don't look at my son as my leader. I look at the gift of Christ in him. He's called to be a pastor. So I'm recognized that's his deposit of christ beautiful that gift that ministers through him and that's what i'm following not my son but the gift that's in him would you like to put in a few words jeff we're about wrapping up here and close close the, close Abs- it up
1: we'd love to do it Ap- absolutely what we're going to find is in our next session that I, w- I want you to stay tuned in is is that we're going to find that god has a method and man has a difficult time understanding his method the spirit of god leads and guides and teaches us that's true but he uses man to do it And so we want to talk about those prophets as we go on because I want you to be able to identify in our day, in our day, the 21st century, I want you to identify a true prophet. We're going to do that together. And God bless you and we'll see you next time. Yep. God bless.
2: Friends, this is the age to prepare a people for the most major events in Bible prophecy since the days of Jesus Christ himself on earth. Amos 3, 7 tells us that the Lord our God will do nothing except He reveal it to His servants, the prophets, but to discern between the true and the false. That requires watching the scriptures very closely. Stay with us in the next programs.
0: In the next two Global Answers programs, you'll be viewing footage from a modern-day prophet's ministry and a demonstration of biblical discernment. If you would like your own DVD of this footage entitled 20th Century Prophet or a DVD of today's program called Identifying a True Prophet, write to us at Global Answers at 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio, zip code 45801, In the USA or visit us on the web at globalanswers.us. While you're there please be sure to contact us through our email info at globalanswers.us and send us your comments or questions. Thank you for joining us and may our Lord Jesus Christ continue to reveal himself to you.